In the days of old, many mythical creatures were thought to lurk in the depths of the forest or caves of the mountains, or sometimes under the very waters themselves. From innocent fairies to more devious goblins, Europe was rife with the spirits, monsters and ethereal beings that as far as anyone was concerned, lived alongside us. Often these entities would take the form of those that were familiar to us, such as hellhounds being in the form of dogs, mermaids being in the image of a hybrid between women and a fish, and elves appearing with human features, all those that were relatable and comprehensible to people of the time. Therefore, it was only a matter of time before horses, an animal that had a pivotal role in early Europe, would become incorporated into the world of fantasy, and they too would inspire another set of intriguing creatures that would lurk in the waters of Scotland. They were called Kelpie, and unlike the unicorns, who were also obviously inspired by horses, they were not the sort of creatures you'd want to catch, nor even meet. The Kelpie is regarded as a shape-shifting spirit that lurks in the lakes in the Scottish Isles, and whilst its base form is a horse, its association with the water earns it a fish-like body. With its physiology, the Kelpie is believed to be capable of living both in the water and on land. The colour of the horse can also differ, depending on the region in Scotland, with some believing the beast to be a muscular black stallion, and others believing it to be slender and white, with the ability to sing. A mane of serpents is also another trope commonly associated with the Kelpie, furthermore contributing to its sinister characteristics. Amongst this, the hooves of the creature are thought to be backwards, usually in the cases of Kelpie, who appear as regular horses, without the anatomy of a fish. Other imaginings of the Kelpie describe it as being able to take on the form of a human, but that the human's feet will remain as hooves. Because of its maintaining of its hooves whilst in human form, there have been associations of the Kelpie to that of the devil, as well as being thought of as a demonic spirit in some beliefs. The neck of the Kelpie is an interesting feature that plays a substantial role in some tales, where it is able to extend the length of its neck to carry multiple victims into the depths of the water. In many tales, these victims are usually children, those that are fascinated by the sight of the Kelpie and each clamour onto its back. Here there is usually one boy who remains on the shore, who reaches out to pet the Kelpie, but when he does, his hand becomes stuck to its neck. In some variations, the boy is thought to cut off his own hand, once he realises that the Kelpie has bad intentions. The boy usually survives this encounter, but his friends, who have already mounted the beast, are taken asunder and drowned. Another account exists of the same story, but with the modification that the boy had a Bible in his back pocket, thus enabling him with the strength to sever his hand from the horse in the first place. This version though is usually thought to be a tale told to children to prevent them from skipping church on a Sunday, in favour of juvenile adventures with their friends. 
Naturally with these ideas, the Kelpie is often regarded as an evil water horse, one who preys on the unsuspecting and seeks to lure them into the waters. This belief may have evolved from a time when sacrifices were made to appease the spirits of the water in ancient times, and such a practice could have led to the belief of an evil spirit that resided there. Stories of evil-natured water spirits were also thought to be used as cautionaries to children to keep them away from the lakes and the dangers of drowning. But despite its malignant characteristics, there do exist some contrary ideas of the Kelpie being more benign in nature, including saving small children from said drowning, and warning lone travellers, most notably women, of dubious characters in the vicinity. It can also be said that the popularity of the creature in the Scottish region was in relation to the amount of water-related deaths that took place, especially those that could not be explained. In this, the Kelpie became a possible way to rationalise the drowning of those who had fallen into deep water, or fast-flowing current, and would become a digestible way for those grieving to process their loss. The origin of the name Kelpie is not known, but it may have stemmed from the Gaelic Kalpa, meaning Hefa, that being a young cow who had not given birth yet. Another suggestion is that the word had stemmed from the Gaelic word Calapich, meaning colt, a young male horse that had not been castrated. The relevance of these words to the Kelpie we know of today is uncertain, and there does not seem to be a definite reason as to why this creature adopted the name Kelpie at all. There is also the common comparison of the Kelpie to the more earthly seahorse, or the hippocampus in Greek mythology, those that typically had the upper body of a horse and the lower half of a fish. The hippocampus though was often associated with imagination and creativity, and were thought of as good omens by the sailors who were said to have witnessed them, not at all like those who were thought to have witnessed the Kelpie. One of the Kelpie's most significant powers, as it were, that aids in its deceptions, is its ability to shapeshift. As mentioned earlier, they are thought to be able to morph their bodies into that of a human, but in some cases are unable to morph their hooves into human feet. Another giveaway in some instances is said to be the hair they adopt in their human form, that which can often be bedraggled with seaweed. In some variants, the Kelpie is thought to take the shape of a wise old man, and proceeds to mutter to himself on the banks of a river, stitching a pair of trousers. This seemingly innocent appearance renders the Kelpie outside the realm of threat, and thus lowers the guard of those who happen to pass by. In one story, a passing local saw through the deception of the Kelpie, and struck the old man on the head, causing it to revert back to its horse form and scarper back into the waters. Other versions see Kelpie adopt the form of dishevelled men, and prey upon unsuspecting travellers in an effort to rob them. However, this was also thought to be a way to explain the level of desperation in the poor and homeless, who the more wealthy victims could not understand. Another Scottish folktale regarding shapeshifting tells us of a Kelpie who was able to take the form of a handsome young man, 
and that he was even able to get into a relationship with a beautiful woman. The woman soon realizes that all is not as it seems, and she takes it upon herself to remove the man's silver necklace, that which was the Kelpie's bridal. This causes the Kelpie to revert to its original form, and the woman leads it back to her father's farm, where it is put to work instead. After a year passes, the woman takes the Kelpie to an old wise man, who transforms the Kelpie back into his handsome mortal form. Asked whether he wanted to be a man or a Kelpie, the Kelpie decides it now prefers to be a man instead. With this, he maintains his human form and goes on to marry the woman. The late 19th century saw interest in the Scottish water horse increase, and the folklore surrounding the creature would come to spawn some inconsistencies. Its habitat, for example, would vary from its living underwater to living on the banks and hillsides adjacent to the lakes. Others suggested that the Kelpie were residents of the Scottish locks, or pretty much any body of water that was large enough to contain it, making every ford, pond, or lagoon potentially perilous waters. Other ideas including the offspring of the Kelpie have also been detailed with some accounts, suggesting that if a Kelpie mated with an ordinary horse, that offspring would be able to breathe underwater, and could be recognised by its shorter ears. Folklorist Walter Greger of the 19th century referred to the Kelpie in a number of ways, those that imagined the creature as a more complicated beast. It was thought to be a hurtful horse that dragged its victims into the water, consumed the flesh of its prey, and then tossed their entrails onto the water's edge. But in other considerations, the Kelpie was, deep down, seeking human companionship, and wasn't able to communicate its yearning in a more innocuous manner. Instead, the Kelpie was usually an isolated and solitary creature, that was probably best left unapproached. Though there does exist a story by Scottish writer John Francis Campbell in the 19th century that tells of the Bridge of the Kelpies. Here, the Fuath, a wicked bunch of water spirits in Scottish folklore, seem to double as the Kelpie, and these creatures build a glorious bridge over Dornock Firth on the east coast of Scotland. A passerby who sees the bridge is so overcome with awe that he proceeds to bless the bridge. But upon learning of his blessing, the Kelpie sank the bridge into the water, where it became quicksand. The tale also highlights the animosity between man and spirits, in that the spirits would rather antagonise man by sinking their own bridge than accept his blessings. Yet another spirit that is similar to the Kelpie is the shapeshifting Tangy, a sea spirit that is thought to appear in Orkney and the Shetland Islands. Whilst it does sometimes appear as a merman, it is commonly seen as a horse that is drenched in seaweed, which preys on unsuspecting travellers. The Tangy appears to mostly attack travellers on their lonesome, but is thought to abduct and devour parties if they are vulnerable. It does appear to have an inclination for young women, however. A legend in the Shetland Isles exists of a man named Black Eric, who was able to tame a tangy, 
and that when he rode it, it gave him supernatural powers that allowed him to raid the surrounding area. It is believed that when Black Eric fell to his death in the sea, his tangy continued to wreak havoc. This would give rise to the idea that the tangy, or the kelpie, could offer some supernatural assistance or abilities to those brave enough to harness its power. Perhaps the most violent of the water spirits and the water horses is known as Ekushkia. The creature appears to be much like the Kelpies themselves, although in this variation, the Kelpie inhabit the rivers and streams, whilst the Ekushkia dominate the lakes and the sea. Unlike the Kelpie, who appear to possess a much more limited ability to shapeshift, the Akushkia can transform into giant birds and handsome men. It also does not appear to possess the features of a fish, but instead looks like an ordinary horse. This then serves as a trap for those who mount it, for once it has a rider, it will then bolt for the nearest lake it can find. Once it does, it leaps into the deepest section of the water and waits for his victim to drown. Once they have died, it tears apart the corpse, leaving behind only the liver. With that, there are omens surrounding lone animals that ponder on the water's edge, and such animals are considered suspect by some people in the highlands. But despite the many warnings to keep away from the Kelpie, it was only so long before the idea of capturing or even killing one became all too enticing. It was believed that when a Kelpie was discovered, it could be overcome by the use of the cross, and that through this, its power could then be harnessed. One such tale exists of the Laird of Morphy defeating a Kelpie, and then using it to carry heavy stones to build his castle. Once the castle was complete, the Laird released the Kelpie, which as you can imagine, was not happy about the way it had been treated. Therefore, it cursed the castle before leaving, which some believed caused the Laird's bloodline to end with him. The use of the cross is obviously a Christian rhetoric that was applied in a time where anything that was out of the realm of understanding would probably wound up being labelled as demonic. In this, the Kelpie became adversarial of the devout and perhaps one of Satan's many minions, and thus could be repelled by a strong faith in God. A less religious way to defeat a Kelpie exists, where a Kelpie could appear wearing a saddle, usually to tire travellers who were on foot. Considering the horse would be already saddled, it would be mighty tempting for the traveller to commandeer the animal, but when he did, the Kelpie would bolt for the waters and drown the rider. To prevent this from happening, and to defeat the Kelpie, it was thought that knocking off its saddle would serve as an exorcism, and that the Kelpie would simply dematerialise. The saddle could then be kept by the traveller, and was thought to be endowed with supernatural properties, none the least being able to turn humans into horses. Much like werewolves, Kelpies were also thought to be harmed by silver, and were highly susceptible to silver bullets. After being shot, it would also dematerialise, leaving behind a jelly-like substance. Of course, no video on a Scottish folklore legend would be complete without talking about Loch Ness. 
naturally associated with its resident monster, the Kelpie also have a strong association with the loch, where fables exist of the water spirits haunting the surrounding woods and shores. Another legend speaks of a Highlander named James McGregor, who had snuck up on a Kelpie and removed its bridle, causing the creature to deteriorate. This Kelpie though appeared to have mastery over speech, and tried to bargain with McGregor in an effort to reobtain its bridle. But McGregor did not listen, and ended up returning to his home, only for the Kelpie to pursue him. The Kelpie told him that he would not be able to enter his home with the bridle, because McGregor had a cross above the entrance. So McGregor threw the bridle through the window instead. Outwitted, the Kelpie swore at McGregor and stamped off sulking. 